We are back inside LAFC, the Max and Vince podcast. It was fantastic to be at Bank of California Stadium. Got a lot of uh, uh, wonderful comments from folks saying that they love the podcast. Oh, great. Specifically me. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. I love the podcast. They're like, hey, if you could find a way to get a new co-host, we would, no. you could just imagine. But you, No, I'm, I was kidding, obviously. They love you too, Vince. But they, uh, they come up and they tell you specific things that happened on the show. Well, you know, it's funny. So we get comments from time to time. People are like, just get into the soccer. But everyone I actually see that really enjoys the podcast and can actually recite things about the podcast is like, oh, I want to talk to you about this music thing that you liked. Or does Max really love those movies? I'm like, yeah, he, he does. Like, the, we're not joking around. To uh, uh, It's not that funny. So I don't know if we would make this stuff up. But this is what we do. So I think I think we should tell people the things that we like because they kind of yeah. like the key off of it. We, I, I'd say in a lot of ways, we're influencers. <laughs> I saw Halloween Kills. It was on Peacock. Okay. And uh, this is the got horrible reviews. It wasn't that bad, but this it was, is the new Michael Myers. <laughs> just everyone gets killed. <laughs> I, I just don't understand how this is. And then when I saw that, I, I bring that up because you mentioned movies. Um, and I I watch a John Carpenter movie every week, pretty much. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, because your favorite movie of all time is a John Carpenter movie. Because Escape from New York, and the greatest horror movie ever made, The Thing. Watch it. And then I went is on Stephen Wikipedia. Stephen's still here. I need to get. Oh, he's not. I was in the impression John Carpenter was dead. And I'm pretty sure he's at the Wikipedia handle of him says he's still alive. I don't know. This is a rather macabre subject. That's matter, actually kind of cool. Yeah. Like maybe John Carpenter kind of seeds those rumors every once in a while. Like to just keep his cred. I know. I hope he is. But, he should, you know, he's, he's lost his fastball. With I me. mean, it's, it's that time of year. Are you, are you a horror movie still fan? Still alive. Yes, still alive. Did you check Wikipedia? Yeah. It may be because Wikipedia sometimes well, people is just erroneous. Get, get in there, yeah. Did I, did he's I, only seventy three. We'll see. He's only seventy three. Seventy three. Yeah, but he's lived. A, he's lived a hard life <laughs> of making making movies. I think, horror a, movies? I think he was a smoker. I could be wrong. But Brian Ching, I looked at Wikipedia. Brian Ching, former Houston Dynamo striker. How did you get from John Carpenter to Brian? Wikipedia. Ching? Okay. And I went to. So I was doing research and I was reading it. And it goes Brian Ching, Honolulu, Hawaii. Da, 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 da. went to here, and then he did this, did this. Next paragraphs. In 1997, he murdered four people in a shopping mall. Wait, what? <laughs> True story. And then it was erroneous. It wasn't, right. Brian, this Brian Ching did not do that. And then I checked Allegedly. back a day or two later, and it was gone. I go, did they just cut and paste the wrong thing? Well, still my, my favorite Google entry of all time is uh, Max Bredo's uh, salary copious amounts of money not even a dollar dollar remember it says like how much is max how much is max bros net worth and yeah. it said copious amounts of money <laughs> not even like a number just copious and that's not true although my bitcoin's doing well bitcoin's oh god doing well. bitcoin it but just are, keeps growing something's you, up something's up it's that time of year you horror movie guy yes yeah watch the thing it's the greatest horror movie ever made um horror movies are interesting because it's the one genre where like they literally don't care because they're like there's good horror movies, there's bad horror movies. We'll buy all of them because people yeah. will watch. There's, a, there's, there's so, a subset of people that want to watch. They don't know how to horror. make them anymore. They don't know yeah, how to make well, them. Yeah, movies are so expensive now. I saw Malignant. I was like, what is it? Yeah, good. No, not a horror movie. Uh, See, our, our PA, Stefan, knows all about horror movies and the thing and B rate. He always has his cool his t shirts on from all those. I said, you and I should do a podcast, Stefan, because it would be you. You know everything about horror movies. Me doesn't watch. And it would be great. <laughs> it would just be a great podcast. I'd be like, wait, what now? Why do you like this? What is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, speaking of the podcast at the stadium, uh, I got two You Suck Bredosses at the stadium. Oh, people in, are catching love. on. Yeah, so that's the new, the rallying cry. Uh, my, my buddy Juan, who, who hits me up on uh, IG from time to time, says he has a uh, Fire Vince sign. 
<laughs> and he was like, I'm going to try to get in one of uh, Jerry's uh, post games with the sign. I go, please do. And please do. I want to see that sign. It'd be hilarious. Speaking of Jerry, I don't think there's anybody who makes the, the big video board inside the stadium more than that guy. Well, we've strategically placed him in the corner. Crying out loud. <laughs> He's like, yeah. That's where the camera guy is. It just happens. It's like to Billy Crystal at a Clippers game. That's funny. Or more like Frankie Munez. <laughs> he was there from the beginning, man. Uh, you know what I watch, or started to watch over the weekend, and it actually is kind of fitting? Succession? No, I, did, I haven't watched it yet. I will. By the way, I do the, love the show. The, the, uh, so do I, but I felt like I watched it because on Twitter, spoiler, spoiler, everyone just, just shut up. Mm-hmm. Shut up. Don't tell me anything. And they're all trying to say, you got to watch this. I go, I'm planning on it. Everyone knows about this show. Get off of there. Well, Tweet something else. On Apple TV Plus, there's a Velvet Underground documentary. Oh, I saw. Is it out? It's out. Okay. And I really like the Velvet Underground. I only made it through like the first 15 minutes because very much like the Velvet Underground. You Lots really, of heroin. You really got to like <laughs> grow into it. Like it's got it's It's an acquired taste. And once you got it, you love it. But man, like the first shot is literally it. They keep doing this half and half thing where one side is, oh, no. is something. And then I'm so sorry I hear on. this. And it's just Lou Reed. Staring at the camera. He's very intense. I mean, Lou Reed, I, that, interviewing him, the late Lou Reed, but it's to see, he's still, he's dead, right? He's dead, yes. He seems like a very strange person who's got a lot of demons, so that must be very painstaking to interview him. I would assume. I'm sorry, I'm, now I'm in my train of thought. I was like, this podcast has become a, is that guy alive? Right, let's get to the game. Is that guy dead? <laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> dead or alive. Hey, we did. We played a pretty good game this weekend, huh? <laughs> we did. And... You were roving around the stadium, though. Yes, was I, was, I didn't have to do anything for the club. Oh, I, I saw you were having it's all P, It's all PR. And you got to have an awesome time. When do I get a day off? I actually had a couple frosty cold ones. Yeah. You were there with and your family? I was there with my awesome. family. And then there was uh, some friends of ours who had their soccer team there. And they were in the terraces above the North End where uh, Jesus, uh, Eric Duenas, Jesus Duenas, Eric Duenas and Christian Torres was. And Christian was nice enough to take a photo with the kids. Oh, and okay. I said, guys, keep this photo. This is our. This is our one of the the golden guys the in our academy. The future, so uh, that was very nice. And then it was roaming around, and it was. Uh, I would say watching a game there at twelve thirty in the afternoon uh, better than three or four though. Yes, I I actually think those games are are fun. I, I mean the heat doesn't really do it, and for me, I, obviously, if it was a what you would hope a fall day in Los Angeles would be, you know, around seventy five, that'd be a lot nicer. But it wasn't. Yeah. Because we had that the day before and the day after. 93, yeah, the day after. Uh, but just the vibes. And it, it's sometimes fun. Like, I do enjoy that. It's England, nice you have a whole day kind of afterwards, well, too. Well, England is one of those few places that keeps that early kickoff, right? Because they don't really do that in Spain and Italy. They got to get rid of that early kickoff in England, though. Well, for us. For work. us, they're not paying They're not uh, paying any attention to us West Coasters here. They don't have the late game anymore. That's just lame. Well, the early kickoff should always be like Brighton Burnley. <laughs> but instead, this, but instead, it's like uh, Liverpool, hey, Liverpool this week. Man it was City. Manchester United the week before. Yeah. It, don't do that. I did watch the early games because I've been going to Miami to call Combate Global, so I'm on the airplane watching the 4:30 a.m. 7:30 there. So I have been watching those games. Yeah, and then I don't watch the rest because I'm on a plane. Are they good? It was all right. Well, Liverpool. I'm sorry, I go off on a tangent. I'll get back on the rails here. Uh, there are some really bad teams in the Premier League. Yeah. Really well, bad. Watford, LAFC could beat Watford. LAFC could beat Norwich. Book it. Hot okay, take. Well, this will actually segue to LAFC and then really to the game, but my hot take this weekend was somebody that said, like, I, I can't believe Diego Rossi is scoring for Fernando Bache and he oh. playing top five league. And this antiquated 
system of thought that I can't believe I can't believe that came out. You 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 shared it with me. I'm like, what? What? Fenerbahce's big time. It's a huge brand. Yeah, Fenerbahce. There's money, big time players, a history. You're in Istanbul, which is an incredible city in the world. Like, just because you go to England, so you could be at Burnley. Like, ask. I look. The the takeover is happening at Newcastle, which there's bigger topics to worry about in that takeover, but ask Miguel Almarone how, how good <laughs> it's been off. playing for Newcastle. Like, has that really helped you? Or, or somebody, uh, you know... All ask res- Josh Sargent about yeah. playing at Norwich. His Norwich. career has been yeah. ruined well, by going there. All due respect, the person that pointed out Getafe. You could go play at Getafe. Yeah, so you could play Real Madrid, but, like, your training's not very good because your teammates are not as good as Fenerbahce. Uh, you're in a city that's not as good as Istanbul. Like, you're not being paid as well. Ask Diego uh, Lanez about what it's like to be in a mid-level Spanish team. Yeah. I don't know. I don't look. The, I know the Zach Steffen conversation is, oh, he's getting great training. Goalies, I don't think no. it matters as much. But man, Diego Rossi is playing in high level games, but also getting great training against high level players. And I think that playing in Europe and that is better than being in England. Turkey would be a great spot for Zach Steffen. And that's starting to come out. Yeah. There were some articles, and I retweeted one about, hey, he's too good to be a backup. I go, yeah. Yeah. He can't be there. Yeah. It's not helping him. And we've seen it on the international stage, he makes one big mistake every game for the U.S. Yeah, that is not playing games. Yeah, we're not saying he just needs to go just anywhere, but he needs to be playing games week yeah. in and week out. For those who think Fenerbahce is not a big club, do you know who Diego Rossi plays alongside in that team? Mesut Ozil. Mesut Ozil. Ener Valencia. Ener Val- Luis Gustavo. There's, there's big-time players. The, the, the money— he, he, Zach Steffen to Fenerbahce. Start the rumor. Yeah. Well, now there's rumors that like Fenerbahce doesn't have the money to afford Diego Rossi, and I'm like, okay, this is way too soon for me to be doing— tra- I just, I'm not doing transfers in October. We just got out of transfer season. I'm not doing it. Not doing it. You know, uh, some of the Uruguayan folks I know through, you know, I've, I have an extended Uruguayan Rolodex now. And one guy asked, he asked me off the record to see I could start a Fernando Musleta to MLS. He wanted to come here. I go, that's great. We could use Fernando Musleta. Ain't paying him. Yeah, <laughs> but he gonna, wants. Going to have to knock those He's basically down. a billionaire in Turkey. So, yeah. all right, we'll get back to um, LAFC and that. The, the great atmosphere, and we appreciate that. And let's get out to those next two home games. Remember, they're both on Tuesdays. LAFC now on the road. So this rest of the schedule, we'll talk about it here shortly, is going to f- really come in fast. It's going to fly. It's going to fly. Game coming up Wednesday, FC Dallas. And then another game over the weekend in Minnesota. Uh, that and then right back at it on Tuesday. <laughs> it's crazy. Yes. And we said that the target is to win four of six games. It looks like you're going to have to win six. You're going to have to win six. <laughs> and you're going to have to win on the road and with very little rest. So it looks very unlikely. But strange things have happened. The Red Bulls, for instance, have unbeaten in seven. Of re- the Red Bulls are now above NYCFC. <laughs> Crazy. So it's possible. And players are coming back. I think there were some positive, a lot of positive signs. Tristan Blackman got back Tristan in the Blackman. game. Brian Rodriguez, who arrived early, early Saturday morning from Brazil. Mm-hmm. He came in. I didn't expect him to play. He came in and played a big role in closing that game. Yeah. Incredible play to set up the third goal. Let's point out that uh, Danny Christosimo was the one that also really set that up. Because, remember, they were they were kind of putting in like that set piece after set piece. Uh, and if you watch the wide-angle shot, there's a guy kind of harassing Danny. He could just thump it. He could just thump it anywhere. But he tries to, he tries to be brave, tries to hold on to it a little bit more, finds Brian, which springs the rest of it. And then by that point, San Jose's like, Oh, we thought you were just going to lump it forward so we could just lump it back in the box. Great, but no, he, great he, shout. it was smart. It was a smart play. And then, yeah, all credit to Brian. He, he to come off a plane and to be energetic, uh, provide the speed. And then at first it was like, is he going to go in himself? He's like, no, I got this, guys. Just let me let me wait that half a second to really spring my teammate. And it was unselfish. And it, 
sealed the game. So one down of the six, and we'll LSA did not get any help over the weekend. Nope. We had the teams that they're chasing. Oh man, that was I. I, I invested a lot of time watching games I rather not watch. That Galaxy game, I watched a bit of it. Hard to watch. Hard to watch. That was the one. Was I, that's the frustrating one because uh, Portland is a good team. Yeah. And they, they came did, back. They did their road thing where they just kind of middle around and they don't really do much. And they're just like, but then the Galaxy didn't have quite the firepower to really put them to the sword. And it was just like, come I on. want Portland to pay a heavy price to get knocked out of the playoffs. It's very I unlikely. It's, I don't think it's possible now. But the, so the Galaxy came back one. Rail Salt Lake uh, against Colorado, who did us a solid earlier, comfortably. I think Rail Salt Lake is going to win their home games. They're really good, except against us. Uh, and <laughs> so that didn't go. Minnesota won at Austin. That was the only road team. Yeah. A road win is huge, even though it's Austin. Uh, but they had Austin on the schedule. So they got that. And so Galaxy, Minnesota, uh, Rail Salt Lake, and Vancouver, and Vancouver last night. SKC. SKC. And did it all in the first 30 minutes. Sporting can Peter Vermes. Hello. Yeah. Remember we lost to Vancouver at that place, and we were like, oh, boy, we're, this is, it's over. Yeah. SKC, come on. Well... The only thing, I, the only thing I can, the only way I can, can't rely on think anyone. That that comes through is, you know, Peter Vermees' teams always die at the end of seasons because he works them too hard. So maybe he was like, "I'm learning from my mistakes here, guys," and we're already in, and we're probably locked into, they're locked into one of the top three spots. If we make the playoffs, if we, if LAFC makes the playoffs, I would love to play Sporting KC. They could beat anyone there, yeah, because it's going to be, who knows what Seattle comes out with? That's not really their, their mo, right? Yeah finish strong and sit there and look at the teams behind them it's a new phenomenon so making the playoffs but you got to make it so they didn't get help mm -hmm. on that front they're going to be playing vancouver they play minnesota and they're going to play that's it really the playoff so those are really they got to win all yeah, those are the real big seattle ones. but seattle's seattle doesn't really dallas matter. is out of colorado's it. colorado's dallas far ahead it, so so they gotta, they've really got to approach it as we'll do our part and see what happens. You've got to play the way you played in that first half. And then also, when you suffer, you've got to show the resolve you, you showed when you gave up that kind of soft corner kick goal. I thought, uh, for as much as everyone's like, oh, that just looks so bad in the second half, teams are going to come at you, man. And they, but they did manage. It's like one of those things where it's like, but they did win. Yeah. Like we've always said that. We, we've been too many on the other side where you and I have been trying to sack positive after positive after positive and then say, oh, but at the end of the day, it didn't matter. This is the one time where, like, there's a lot of positives from that first half. There's some positives in the second half. There's some negatives, but at the end of the day, they found a way to win. And guys are getting healthy. That's a great positive. We should also add about the teams uh, ahead of us that we're trying to catch. I can stop saying we. I don't know why I got into that. This uh, is they're all playing each other as well coming up yeah. here. So you you they, and they are what they are. Do we? I don't think really any of those teams are really uh, have been waiting on guys to come back. Have been missing them through international duty. I mean, like a team like Minnesota, I still don't quite understand how they're so poor offensively with a guy like Reynoso on their team. Uh, yeah, they are what they are. This team very well look. They very well could slip up, but with the players that are coming back, like Tristan Blackman, like eventually Carlos Vela. Uh, I love the uh, return of Latif to, to a high-level form in, in the center of the field. Um, Jamal Blackman getting a little bit of confidence, finally getting a win under his belt. Like they, There's positives that if they can keep the effort and then kind of combine some of the, the extra ingredients that are coming in, like you said, this is a team that if they get into the playoffs... And that's, that's, they don't have to win all their games. but They don't have to win all their games, but they need... They to have to win the home games, yes. which is Seattle, Vancouver... 
and you got to win the games against teams ahead of you, directly, directly. ahead of you, which Minnesota. is Vancouver and Minnesota. Mm -hmm. So Saturday at Minnesota, get hyped. Get your family. Let's watch that. Dallas, yeah. if they tie Dallas, Dallas, obviously not great, or they – Let's say, yeah, you don't want to. You lose. don't. You don't give last rights to this team. If they, if San Jose tied the game last, we're giving. I think we're giving this season a benediction today. Well, I think you you really have to have that same first half, right? You're playing a Dallas team that one is out of it, but they're kind of young, and I'm sure they they wouldn't mind playing spoilers. But if you can put in a first half like you did against San Jose, where you get one, two goals, hopefully three, if our if our guy Sifu uh, gets his mojo back. Um, I, because I told people if Sifu had scored that chance to make it three nil before the half, I don't even think San Jose comes out. I think they just are like, let's pack it up, head back up to San Jose. There's no point. It's hot. We're gonna we're not winning this game. So put a team like Dallas away. However, it is not catastrophe if you don't get three points against them because they're not directly competing with you. Let's talk about Sifu, and uh, it seems like an easy fix. I, and I'm not, he's been very good otherwise. Though. He's been great, but he keeps skying balls. Uh, in these opportunities. So obviously at practice and our coaching staff's very good. They're going to look at it. And they'll say, keep your head down, whatever it is. So yeah. they don't need maybe to hear from one, us. Maybe put one in the corner, <laughs> lower corner. Just put it on frame. Hit it at the that keeper. Too. Yeah. So uh, Yeah, because you got Chicho just lurking around. He can finish those off. So he, had, he was very good, but that was a game that we could have certainly put away. But we've said that, and I get the impression he didn't make the flight for the Ecuador national team in large part because of that. Because everything else has been pretty good. Yeah. Also, Ecuador is getting very competitive. Um, Chiki, by the way, is not playing for them. But the guy in front of him is Estupiñan. Mm -hmm. Guy's really good. Really good. Really good. Well, news just came out today that Charlotte just signed an Ecuador, another of those under-20 Ecuadorians. Jordi Alvicar, I think. Is that uh, uh, I'll have to check that. He hasn't made the senior team yet. But, but Ecuador under, is another. He's from that same under-20 team that Sifu and Chiki run. Ecuador, Venezuela is doing wonderful things for um this league what about the anderson julio or else another ecuadorian yeah these guys are hitting their marks so major league soccer is recruiting in the in the good areas in ecuador which i am planning a trip there in january i know we when we were at training last i week, got takata on yeah, board had to little, maybe go there and we'll do something yeah, you had a little bit of a chat with uh with sifu about like where's the best places to stay who has the cool beaches and uh oh it's, it's cool. a work trip work trip it's a work trip <laughs> it'd be cool if like sifu could could join you and, and yeah be your, tour of the Galapagos can I how big is your suitcase I'll just <laughs> their the flights are very agreeable I know so we could do it so seafood that's the good news is he's here and he's been getting the training so hopefully that happens because he's going to get opportunities yeah and there was an op this team it was harrowing moments there for 20 minutes in the second half where you're like is this going to happen I, let's put this team away we should have put God forbid we tie this game because we deserve to win it and win it comfortably. Yeah. And then they did put it away. They did. And San Jose was really only ever going to score on set pieces, right? Like, that's what they were really going for. They knew that they didn't have much. I thought in the first half, we were very good. The only things that were tough in the first half is when that midfield couldn't provide immediate pressure. And it gave the chance to guys like Chopis to pick up their head and look for a pass. But they still couldn't. They still didn't get really clean opportunities. They got a good pop off their bench, too, which was... Uh... Yeah, I mean, they, well, you can bring in Kate Cal. You can bring in the all-time leading scorer and Wando. Pretty good pretty good bench. Like, going on with Kate Cal? I don't know. I don't know why. He, I mean, I guess because Chofis has been so good, and that's kind of a similar position. But Kate Cal, I, I would think we should be starting week in and week out for that team. Did you get say goodbye to Matias Almeida? No, I Maybe didn't. Maybe the last time we see him. Maybe. Where do you think he's going to go? Mazatlan? I don't know. <laughs> Mexico, I would imagine. Or back to He's Argentina? got some equity. 
Argentine football, stay away, man. Oh. Stay away right now. So I now. wanted to because I, I just remembered my, my days of watching the, the River Boca. Have you seen Darby. Boca Juniors recently? Yeah, no. So I went to – so Paramount Plus has the games, and you can go back and watch old games. So I decided to watch that with Marcus Rojo. What's Ro- the matter with you? Marcus Rojo losing his <laughs> mind and getting a double yellow within the first 30 minutes. But, man, that game – the. Those games were never really that that good. It was always just two teams just wanting to smack the hell out of each other, and then one guy bite your tongue. It was no, but this is what, what happened. About Boca River. Yeah, Boca yeah. River. They beat they beat the crap out of each other, and then it's always like some plucky young kid that comes out of nowhere scores a banger, which happened. Julian, oh, I can't think of his name now. Now I'm now I'm digging too deep, but uh, Alvarez. Oh, Alvarez. Julian, Julian Alvarez. Alvarez who's a hot a, hot commodity. Yeah, so scores a fantastic goal. Uh, so and then, Julian Alvarez. And then he'll be gone. Yeah. Julian is my son's middle name, so it's, we gotta... it's not. Just like. I still believe it's James Rodriguez. It's not Hamas. He's pulled a joke on all of us, and I'm sick of this, Hamas. James. It's actually LeBron Hamas. LeBron uh, the Hamas. The guy who plays for the Lakers. Yeah. Uh, so where were we? So uh, <laughs> the I would also say the uh, response, as bad as they looked, Granite was on the road, but that's not a tricky road game. It's a short trip. It's an agreeable facility field for LAFC, and they look so bad, so they made some adjustments where they were flying. And San Jose was pinned back and really struggling to keep up with the pace. So even what you didn't have Carlos Vela, we hope to see him yeah. at some point. No mistakes at the beginning of halves. Yes. Instead, not just that, you put them under pressure and capitalize at the beginning of half. Uh, and then, yeah, just organized. Because that was the one thing. That, like organized. that first game, the first the half of that first game. felt really safe. Yeah. Like, I'm, I, I can't really, I think, like, Marco was in on, okay, so Marco was a part of the, the goal that happened because he kind of misjudged that header at the near post and then, that kind of all goes sideways from there, but otherwise, fantastic. I can't, yeah, I can't really pick out much otherwise because they were just they were solid. Everyone made a good play or two on that back line. Obviously, Kim Moon Hwan at the top of that list for that goal line clearance. Which yep, there was that one chance. Was it right at the the San Jose right at the end of the first half stoppage time? Probably they were at the doorstep. Just needed a final touch. We got lucky there, but uh, the defensive group was very clean, as clean as I can remember. You know, making the easy plays, knock the ball out, chase here, watch who's inside to make sure there's a, a man on a, a San Jose attacker that may be coming into view. All of that was good. Yeah. There was a concerted extra effort because they were very good also in their, their reactions and counterpress. That's what was very good to help them create a lot of these goals. Uh, it helped create the uh, what led to the penalty. Uh, was a was a great counterpress opportunity. And, and one of the guys leading the charge in that regard was Raheem Edwards was actually very solid in what he did and I, I liked Jason Carapesi's favorite LAFC player, our well, producer. We're trying I'm trying to get I'm trying to get the name Raz. We're gonna call him Raz. That's his nickname. Either that or Raheem the Dream. Is that but, his nickname for real? No, I'm I'm just trying to make it stick. Well talk with him. Raz, it sounds cool. He probably has a nickname already. Yeah, but why can't I be the guy that gives him a nickname? <laughs> it doesn't work that way. It doesn't? Maybe it is Raz. Okay. Goes, yeah. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah. He's like Vince, if you could get that going. There's some some Canadian connection. Well I'll be there. I'll be there in Minnesota. Um, and I'm going to try to get to training on Friday, so maybe I'll maybe I'll chat with him and see if he. Ben, what should, what should he do in Minnesota? Where should he go? No, he doesn't know. He's from Minnesota. Yeah, our ben, audio, audio guy's from Minnesota. Ben's Ben's hoping that like I go to Minnesota and don't come back. Go see uh, one of the cool local bands. Yeah. Great music scene. Where, can I go to like Bob Dylan's house? <laughs> Prince maybe touches. Oh yeah, I could go to Asbury Park. There you go. Purple Rain. Minnesota. We have to. That's another thing. Uh, probably we could have Minnesota bands. And their influence. The replacements. The replacements. That was one of the, I had a tape back in the day that I listened to the heck of. Please to meet me. Replacements. I feel like every repla- replacement song sounds the same. Yes, not really. 
Not that I'm not that I'm against them. Okay. I'm saying. It's okay. good music, but it's also yeah. very similar. Uh, Speaking of bands, Ma- Mama, do what? You and uh, Mick Jagger have something in common this week. You oh. Both both your hatred of Paul McCartney. <laughs> Did he say something? Well, Paul McCartney said Paul McCartney said that the Rolling Stones are just a blues cover band. And so this weekend, Am I, is my Paul McCartney comments ringing true now? So this weekend, Mick said, uh, "Hey, uh, Paul's going to join us on a you song do a right Mick now." J- Jagger? No, I don't do a Mick. Uh, Paul's going to join us on a song right now. It's going to be a blues cover, of course. And Paul's not there. Uh, obviously, the two of them are probably a good friend yeah. just doing it for fun but i think that, that that's funny that you and i feel like you vibe better with mick than with paul anyways right a hundred percent yeah hundred percent mamadou fall newcomer of the year kind of discussion should we i should bring that up with the club i don't know who the other candidates are i know there are a few of them well chicho chicho but 18 year old defender who's played a lot yeah or you know I, maybe was it rookie there's newcomer yeah those lines blur a lot um but maybe there's a campaign for both of them. I don't think either of them win it. There's been some incredible uh, breakthroughs, but at least a campaign for Mamadou Fall. They should be in the conversation at yeah. least. Yeah. And it will, especially for Mamadou, who plays in a position that doesn't get a lot of love. You know, somebody, so often we, like the defender of the year is probably not going to be the actual defender of the year. It'll be someone good. And they'll, they'll have deserved to be in the top five. But uh, they, we'll look at them and somehow they'll have more goals than the guy behind them. And we'll go, oh, so the defender of the year is the guy that scores the most goals and plays on a team that gets some shutouts. All right. <laughs> it pretty much is. Remember Miola won MVP that one year? Oh, God. Funny Miola? Yeah. That doesn't happen anymore. It's an offensive it league. We like it, though. I'm going to say something about Chicho Arango, which may sound like a backhanded compliment, but I think it's a very high compliment to say this about a player. I thought he did not have a good game. Oh, okay. Why? I thought he wasted a lot of good opportunities, mm-hmm. yet he scores two goals and maybe the MLS Player of the Week. Telling me and assists on another. I want to say I think he had a good game. He did, but he could potentially have the MLS Player of the Week game, yet missed some opportunities, and it could have been this blockbuster game. But what you could say about him is, even when it's not 100%, he's still so good and effective. He's in on everything, and his ability to win penalties really uh, undersold part of when LAFC has success because we never got penalties and I think he's won four of them. He's converted all of them he's had, which is hard to do. Yes. And the one this weekend was amazing because if you watch the replay, he cocks back his leg. I'm doing this for our folks listening on YouTube. He cocks back his leg and at that moment, Marcinkowski goes that way and then he could softly push it to the other post. Yep. Re- there was no way he was going to miss this. He saw the whole thing in front of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you decide to take penalties that way, it's uh a ballsy way to take penalties because he takes it so many different ways yeah it's true he doesn't yeah that that was kind of the Jorginho way but he doesn't always take it that way I you know what I really like and I I agree with you he maybe didn't have his best game because he wasted some chances what's interesting about Chicho is and we've talked with Bob about this we talked with the coaching staff about this he's not your prototypical guy that's just going to stay in the box even though he is a scorer he's a finisher but he his ability to hold up play and get into wide areas and not just hold the ball, but then beat a man and maybe get the get the ball moving forward is really good. So I like that there was the partnership with Danny, because so because so, maybe cause, been the best game for Danny. Yeah, because obviously going forward you're probably going to have Brian there, um, because Brian Brian's level of talent. But what Brian needs to make sure that he does then is in instances he needs to take a page out of Danny's book. In instances when Chicho goes wide, you got to be that focal point. You got to be that central striker. Eureka. Get in the box. Remember, getting soccer is a simple game. Play the ball forward. You get the ball as close to goal as you can, and you try to score. You try to create as many chances close to goal as you can. So how do you do that? You got to get in the box. So Brian, Brian's starting to, 
to put that together, but for the longest time, that was a uh, a failing in his game because so often, especially when you have Carlos Vela on one side, you got Carlos Vela doing his thing on one side, and you got Brian, the off-ball winger, that's not jetting into the box, not finishing chances in the box. He needs to be just selling out for chances, get in the box, see what happens. So I think I liked the way Danny and Chicho did that. I wouldn't be surprised if they get the start in Dallas just because Brian's coming back. He's still got to integrate a little bit. But Brian should look and say, like, that's a little bit of the way that give and take. If he's going to go wide, I've got to occupy these center backs. What a great teammate that makes Chicho to allow these guys to have space because Masofsky made uh, several incredible runs. By the way, my son was there, and I'm trying to tell him, you've got to invest in this team. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're paying the bills. They're paying for what you're doing. So like, ah, he was know. looking at me, and I go, do you know who scored that goal? He goes, Masofsky. He goes, where is he from, Dad? I go, oh, uh, He's from Macedonia, was his, his, his lineage is from. Yes. And he goes, Man, I, goes I thought really he was German. Now. And then I go, well, he's really from Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> and he, I saw his face. He's like, oh. Yeah, don't get confused. Like, did he go, did, did was he Goran go Pandev yeah. going, yes, I am here to. Goran Pandev. Uh, Goran Pandev still plays. Yeah. People say me and him look alike. A little bit, not much. I, it's a little bit. Maybe like here up. The, the hairline, too, is. Uh, yeah. Very similar. So, uh, yeah, but Danny had, I mean, there was this one run where he was like a 60-yard gallop, and he was so comfortable on the ball, not panicking, or, and then he, he connected. Nothing came of it, but just that freedom. When he starts well, he it just kind of snowballs for him, and, it, and vice versa. When he has a few bad touches early, it kind of goes the other way. It's, he, he's still putting it together, but you're right. When he, when he has a good game, he really has a good game, and it does, he does a lot of the things that, we don't always talk about with the, the, the extra runs, the hold up play, the just getting punished a little bit by center. I mean, there was a few times where he got he had guys like Nathan on his back, and they were really taking chunks out of him. But he he holds firm, and he gets in the mix a little bit. You gotta gotta like a guy that can can mix it up a little bit. It's a good. It, they figure things out as we wait for Carlos. We don't know what Carlos is training know. coming in, and he was doing some work before they played, which is. A better sign doesn't mean that he's necessarily closer, um, but the fact that he's doing work on the field means they're wanting to keep him in the rhythm of putting in the work and putting in a schedule like the rest of the team. So that's a good sign. I don't know. I don't think he plays. I don't think he plays against Dallas. No, but I would not be surprised if he played against Minnesota. I don't think Minnesota but, either. But I'd that might say be too soon. Also, I'd say Seattle. Seattle, which is was that the bank? No, Seattle. Vancouver's first. Vancouver. Vancouver. No, Seattle. No, Seattle's first. first. Seattle the 26th, Vancouver. ESPN game. Do you think he cares? I don't know, but maybe they get the phone call. Hey, do you think Carlos, do you think? I'm going to ask him. I'm be like, Carlos, what do you prefer? Max, <laughs> I'm going to ask, Max ask Bob that. Calling, Max Bredos calling your games or John Champion and Taylor Twellman? He'll go, who are all those people? There's a media call tomorrow, so would you ask Bob that? he go, do you think the ESPN game makes sense, obviously, on the big stage? Oh, you just want to see Bob rip into me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would laugh, I think. He would know it a, it's a wind-up. No. Depends on what kind of mood he's in going into that call. So these are all good things. Eduardo Tuesta. Uh, we didn't even mention Eduardo Tuesta. But the midfield thing, we didn't mention Poncho. Poncho played that role. Poncho played well. He came out early. I wonder. You know, admit, I'm the, hoping it wasn't an injury. Latif. Latif, yeah. I it's mentioned Latif. You did. The return of Latif. I thought Latif was very Latif good. Latif was great. Yeah. That was it. Looked like vintage. Well, really helped Poncho. And it helped Poncho. Yeah, Poncho's the not quite as mobile. You need a guy that's going to cover some range. Him, Latif. And Raheem were two, probably the two best counterpressers that were in that game, and they they were doing a job, and it was really a seafood too. 
was really helping Poncho then be able to find angles to be that that kind of safe ball and then just kind of recycle, move the ball along. I like the jigsaw puzzle. All the pieces were there, right? Yeah. Well, remember, we've been saying this for a long time. It's not about formations. It's about roles within the formations. You can't have all dribblers. You can't have all uh, you know guys that are finishers. You got to kind of have some pieces like a guy that plays the ball safe, and then you got to have the guy that is a uh, you know maybe more of a seafood type that wants to carry it and, and get into dangerous areas. You're right. The the pieces kind of have to fit together. It's, it's one of the reasons why I talked so highly of someone like Mark Anthony K, because he was able to kind of stitch together an Edward Atuesta who could play from deep and take touches and get on the ball. Uh, and then a Latif Blessing, who's going to be far forward, he kind of stitched those two together. And so you got to kind of have roles. Uh, but I think Latif really, this was the first time I think he really got the understanding of when you play in a pair, how you're going to pair with Poncho and where you're going to go. There's a lot of, even the bench, as we talked about Brian coming off, Jiki came off the bench and uh, he had the bit between his teeth and he was going. Certainly more an offensive role, but I, I like the fact they went after it and tried to kill the game. I think that's important, and it's a small sample size for Brian and Cheeky because these are two international players. Cheeky didn't play, but they're still with their national team. They're not getting the regular intense training. Yeah. And they, uh, they came back much better than they did in September where it was. It took a while yeah. to ramp yeah, already up. already contributed. I don't know. Are you hitting that mic? Stop. Microphone. Uh, so that is a real positive sign that they came in engaged and participated in killing off the earthquakes. And now you have 14 guys. You have a strong bench. If, even if you use that starting 11 again uh, for the, the next couple of games, you feel you feel confident that they can keep this momentum going. And I think you probably should. I mean, that they should be rewarded, that starting 11, because they did come out so well in that first half. And like I said, they stumbled a little bit in the second half, but there was changes that had to be made. Uh, yeah, I, I – it's the the vibe of this team right now. I, yeah, it's it, good. It just I feel you've got a few guys that are you know the your finishers, your your chichos, your kind of stars. But there's a lot of guys just putting in a lot of work um, that maybe goes unsung. Uh, that is just putting that extra bit of pressure on teams. And I think you're playing again. You're playing a team like Dallas, who if you can just kind of get them out of the way in that first 45 minutes, they're probably not going to give give much after that. I mean, those We're kids out. are probably like, eh. We're out. They are. Pax and Pomica. I'm good. Yeah, they got other things. Ricardo Pepe. Yeah, they're probably, focused on Mexico on November the 12th. Well, I mean, Ricardo Pepe, Pax and Pomacall are probably wondering, you know. When do they move? Yeah, I'm not going to be here much longer. I'll just kind of see it out. Especially, especially a, someone like Paxton who has injury problems. Tune in. Uh, we'll be on Bally Sports uh, Wednesday. I already know who your plus ones are because they actually said it on the call. They did. So we so have you know Keith Pierce. Okay. Moadu. You got it. Mo's bummed out because he can't get any home games. He can't get any home games? He can't get any home games. So he has uh, the uh, the road games, which we have to do out of studio. Home games, you're obviously at the stadium. It's a different It's, it's a, a better vibe. vibe. Yeah. Well, it's a better, much better vibe. Better to watch. I know I was chatting with someone about how, like, sports. Plus another drive to Burbank. All due respect to wonderful Burbank. Which is where we I, are right now in the one studios right at XRM Media. Uh, I, was talking to someone, I was talking to Seth, and we were just talking about how the landscape in sports have changed and how uh, a lot of – American sports are complaining about how COVID has forced them to call things off monitors. And he made the point of soccer's always had to do that. Yeah. And soccer's the one sport where, like, it's probably the toughest one to call off monitors. You can, you can probably speak to this. When you get to watch at a home game and you can kind of see the whole field and kind of see the way play is, is playing out and, and not be kind of set into the, the frame or, or whatever the director's picking, you can probably call a lot better game and feel like you've given the viewer a lot better of a call. Whereas you got guys that are like, I can't call baseball off a monitor. What are you talking about? <laughs> Get in the booth. Yeah. 
It's probably easier for you to call balls and strikes off a monitor than a way above the catcher's head. Well, you can you can reach the Jack Daniels a lot easier. Yeah. Bob Uecker? Bob Uecker. Remember, he hasn't put it like Just a, like, a bit outside. Like Cologne. <laughs> how are they laying they, off these how, pitches? Best sports movie of all time. Yep. Uh, it's, um, I'm sorry to do this, Ben. Bob Uecker alive. Did he? We lose Bob Uecker. No, Bob Uecker's still alive. Okay, yeah. we're checking. We're, I'm we're, sorry. We're, I can't. Effort, we're efforting. I'm sorry. It's Bob a new podcast we're coming out. I hope so. Um, so, <laughs> new podcast, Max and Vince. I've, I've ruined this podcast with it's just alive. us. It just alive. us. Bob Uecker alive. Yeah. Wow, he's 87. The the candy is winning. The is winning. He's calling his shot. Are they have to redo that movie now because the yeah. change the Indians? No, but they do do the chop. Chief Wahoo. They do the yeah. Chop in the movie, it's not good. Was that you told me that great line, or was it Jason? He goes, if it was Jason, he goes, the guy, that's not a home run, it's too high. Oh. And the guy walks out, he goes, what do you mean it's too high? That's one of my favorites. It's a great line. We were trying to figure out what that would be, like, in soccer. Me and my roommate, you'd <laughs> love that movie, my old roommate, and we, we were trying to figure out, like, what would be the equivalent of that in soccer? Like, I hit it too hard, or something <laughs> like that. Too like, hard. Too straight. Yeah, it's too straight. <laughs> uh, that was very good. So, um. I, I think also going back to LAFC, it, for the first time in a long time, the coaching staff is looking at this and going, we can, it's not threadbare. We don't have to use these guys because this is who we have. We have options. That's going to keep opponents on their toes as well. Right, I didn't finish this thought. Tune in Wednesday to see Ricardo Pepe. If you haven't heard of him, he is the next big thing. 18-year-old striker. Big things for him. Uh, dual national that uh, chose the United States over Mexico. So, his star is going to rise, and then you get to watch LAFC, hopefully get the three points, according to Vince, and you get to see Ricardo Pepe, and you can put that in the memory banks to when you see him playing for Manchester United, yada, yada, yada. Manchester United? Wow. Well, he is number one on those under-22 ranks. Brian, number four. Ole survived, right? He's, but this he's might, still in charge, right? Yeah, he's still in charge for now. <laughs> Ole's still at the He field. has one result left, I think. No, it's a good point, though. I mean, Ricardo Pepe might be your last chance to see him playing MLS. Yeah. Everyone's trying to see where he should go, and they see the Netherlands. Like, I do like Ajax because that Ajax team is really fun. They to watch. don't need any but help do, scoring but, goals, but they do have Sebastian Haller, so you are behind somebody that's. Imagine that guy goes going to the bench. Guy. He goes, "What? I'm just scoring three goals a game." Yeah, yeah. I said Alakmar. Maybe, maybe somewhere. The test Arnhem. Maybe somewhere in Italy. We got a lot of guys. Just don't go to Venezia. <laughs> Please yeah. don't go to a strike. I mean, it's one thing for John. Don't Luke. go to Burnley. Actually, well, maybe like, Burnley might be. A, uh, no, no, don't go to I, the Josh Sargent situation. Going don't. to Burnley is like Daryl DK going to going to Barnsley. Like he might do well, but like what is it really going to do for his overall development uh, as a player? That's why I don't go to Venezia. Like it's good for Gianluca Busio to play in a team where he's playing in a midfield that's he's going to have a lot of work to do and have to solve a lot of problems. But when you're a forward and you're playing for Venezia and you're just like, can someone pass me the ball? Do we have the ball? Where's the ball? Should I go down there and get the ball? Like it's not going to be good for him. <laughs> We have a lunatics yelling club names in my ear here. Yeah, any good ones? Uh, young boys. He said Molda. Young boys would be interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's already all took these it. team, all these American players are on teams are going to get relegated. Yeah. Sergeant, Busio, yeah, uh, Busio, and Matt Tes- Miazga, Busio and Testman are getting relegated. But all these guys are getting relegated. That's not yeah. good. Uh, so, real quickly, or not so quickly, uh, one to ten. Your confidence, LAFC, makes the postseason. Well, I'll ask you this at every podcast. It was around uh, maybe a two before San Jose. I'm putting it maybe. I'm at six uh, or seven now. Ooh. Because I really like that performance. And, and That was higher than I was going to say. Well, I really, I really like the performance, and then I, I had forgotten that, like, Edward Atuesta didn't feature at all in that game, and he's probably not far off. And then you get him, and then maybe a little bit farther you get Carlos, 
I like it. The only reason why it's not higher is because we did not we did not get any help. But you know what? I'm an Italian supporter. If we got one every, help every, from one of those teams, I'd have felt good. We got help from nobody. Every time Italy sporting Kansas City, I got heat with you. Every time Italy's in an international competition, I'm like, well, they need a little help. It doesn't work out for them. Just win them. That's yeah. that's what you got to do, and that, that's what they did this year at, at the Euros. So let's let's be like Italy at the Euros this year. Just win the games. I'll say all those teams that won this weekend, they're probably all going to lose next weekend because Real Salt Lake, Vancouver, not good on the road. No. Maybe Minnesota, they have a home game, but they're very spotty. So maybe it'll come up, and all of a sudden we'll be on the bumper. Yeah. That's why Dallas and that that Minnesota game, man, that Minnesota game. Yeah, you got it. That's gotta, Minnesota's next game, I believe. So we can. Oh, they have a week off. They don't have the midweek game. Oh, good for them. I don't think it's a full midweek docket. Are you so. sure? Because everyone's kind of level on on uh, standby on on games played now. I understand that, but yeah. there's still uh, some gaps in the schedule. We are we are on a uh, the schedule is so weird. It's How, weird. Like, we're going to play on two. They played on the international break weekend, so they have the same amount of games then. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So okay. why would we Why would we play midweek? So then they're going to be a game behind us again? Say that again? So then they're going to be a game behind. By the time we get to where they are, no, they're going to be a game behind us. <laughs> so they still have a game. Let's not, we'll, we'll get into they the They do the play on Wednesday. Show. They do. Okay. Who do they play on Wednesday? Yeah. Yes. Who does Minnesota play on Wednesday? We're talking to our producer. Yes. This is great content. They play Philly. They did. Uh, well, that's not bad. Philly's a decent team, but Galaxy at Houston, uh, Portland, Vancouver rivalry game. Good. Yeah, that's it. Portland hosts Vancouver. Yeah, so that's a tough one on Vancouver. So maybe we can get one o- over Just on get Vancouver. Something. We need two teams. To well, kinda... if we can't, if Vancouver doesn't win and we and we do our job, we'll have leapfrog them and be then we're, we'll be the one pushing up against that playoff line, no longer having to go through another team. So. So I'm putting it at 4.6. My 4.6. Oh, you were at five, and then you do- you dipped down. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't. I, I, I'll go with six. I'll go with solid six. But to your point, it is. It's a a very good development for what we have seen here mm-hmm. with regards to LAFC. The be- the best, the healthiest they've looked in a long time. Organized, everything kind of hit in place. Can they revert back to it Wednesday? Absolutely. We've seen it so many times. Dallas is a team we normally play pretty well against. Yeah. Though we match up pretty well against them, That's they got true. some kids that like like to play, but we've got just that little bit of extra quality. Maybe we'll get another Brisson sighting. Oh God, yeah, you know what? That's probably I guarantee you. That's why Carlos is not playing Brisson. Just <laughs> Brisson, so be nowhere. We'll put him that. back on the injury block oh, in an instant. Yeah, Brisson never never seen a tackle. He didn't. I bet you Bob even said that. He goes, Hey, maybe we can get Bob uh, Carlos. No, not Dallas. Yeah, like, not that Brisson character. Brisson's still around. Get him out of there. That guy in his machete is not going to make things yeah. any easier. So. His machete feet. Yes, machete feet. Which is going to be a soccer horror movie that Max Garian put together. See, all came full circle. It's like a, uh, this Brazilian guy with, sorry, Brazilian guy with a machete cuts you off, takes out your organs, and sells them on the black market. That's scary. That is scary. That's all the time we have. We could go on longer, but I think we got uh, the point across and uh, the good information. Feel good Wednesday and then Saturday, games on Bally Sports and my KCO, KCOP, my 13. So we have you covered. Yep. You'll be in Minnesota with the I will be football. in Minnesota. I will be hopefully taking in some training, hanging out. Um, so hit me, hit me Drop, up. I heard, I heard. Hit him up. Let him know what he should do. Well, there's supposedly about 100 supporters that are going to be joining me. 100 supporters. So. Yeah, we heard that from Pat Aviles that there'll be some there. So that's been circled as a road trip. Fantastic stadium. Have you been there? No, I You'll haven't. You'll feel an LAFC time, really feel. Excited. Incredible bar where the where the North End is. Now you're talking my bar. language. See, that's where uh, I got to go. I'm just so going to hang out the stadium. You're going to enjoy that. Is the bar open uh, just whenever? Like, yeah. can I go there on an off day? I don't know that. And they should keep it open. 
I'll send you say hi to Callum who calls the the games there. I imagine he's calling that one too, so maybe he can. Yeah. Like Max Bredos says hi, and I'll come back with a black eye. Like yeah. you send that. No, back. he's a good dude. You send that back to Fredos. Yeah, he's a good dude. Rate, review, share this podcast. It's available for your listening pleasure. Also available on YouTube on the One Ten Football account and LAFC. We'll see you next week.